It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boule. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It As It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boule, as always, continuing our player review slash preview series. Finally, on the episode that I have been looking forward to the most, personally, talking about Bo. Byram and let me just say this is a full warning for next season I'm fully committing to the Bo Byram bit for next season now that Berkey's gone I need another guy Byram is absolutely going to be my guy for the foreseeable future I like it there, there's a lot uh a lot worse options out there it's the best option <laughs> I love everything about Bo Byram I love his story I love the way he plays the game I love his skill I'm getting that jersey as soon as I can, and that's becoming my new Berkey jersey. I like it. I like it. It's a good one. I already have my bow jersey, so I'm ready to roll. Yeah, well, you live in Colorado. It's <laughs> you make adult money. Yeah, it helps a little bit. But, yes, we're going to be talking maybe about – Maybe when they do the new reverse retro, I got to decide which player I'm getting when we do the new reverse retro. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about the yeah. reverse retros once we get back to normal episodes. But we're going to be talking about Byram today. And uh, what an interesting season that Bo Byram had. And for certain points of the season, lack thereof. Because he started off super strong this season, a goal and an assist in his first game. And while most of the team was struggling early on in the season, I think I would make the argument that Bo Byram was potentially the Avs' best player. I don't think that's... I don't even think you need to make the argument. He, He just flat out was. Yeah. I think before he suffered that concussion against Vancouver... He was the app's best player. That game against Columbus, that first Columbus game that they lost, is without a doubt in my mind, including playoffs, one of the best performances from an av all season. He was dominant. I mean, two goals in that two goals in that game and assist, if I remember right. He had two goals and assist. He had three points. He played 25 minutes, tied the game with under a minute to go. He single-handedly 
willed that team to an extra point in that game. It's it. I was mad after that game because they let him down. Yeah, they did because he, he, he was fantastic in that game. I mean, that goal he scored to tie the game, probably one of my favorite moments of the regular season. Completely agree. I love that so much. It's just a great play. And especially in hindsight, after what happened, especially in hindsight, you look at it and, I don't think you're you're crazy in saying that. Like in that first couple months of the season, Bo Byram was when Kale McCarr was out, Devon Taves was out. Bo Byram was the best defenseman without a doubt, and, and he even, made him the best even player. Even when Kale McCarr was back, I'd yeah. say Bo was better in that yeah. portion of the season. He was better than Gerard. He was better than McCarr, and he was better. Like he was better than McKinnon and Rantanen early on in that season. He was physically dominant. He was doing all of the right things on the ice. And then he gets the concussion against the Canucks. Fucking and Horvath, things man. were never the same for him after that. He comes back. I can't like I couldn't believe this when I first saw it. He comes back 16 days later against Nashville and scores a goal. Yep. I forgot that happened. Plays one more game against the Maple Leafs, that blowout game that we lost. Misses another month, plays five games, and does not come back until April. Pretty much after the Columbus game and after the Vancouver game, Bo Byram never had another opportunity. Yeah. I mean, it truly is. We were talking about it during the season that not only he may not play again this year, his career may have been over. There was a legitimate question in January when he went out again for the third time just in the season from the Mm -hmm. same concussion. We were asking ourselves the question, is Bo Byram going to play anymore? Like not just this season, like, is this guy's career in danger? Well, and the biggest thing you forget is, yeah, we want him to play because he's a great hockey player and he's great with the apps, but he's also only 21 years old. Right. Like he has a whole life ahead of him. And me and, and you were talking about it. Like he's not like you don't jeopardize the rest of your life for this. And um, also just on a fundamental level, concussions at younger ages, especially 20 years old, are more damaging to your long-term development than they are when you're 28, when your yep. brain's fully developed. Like his brain's not fully done cooking inside of his head yet. Getting concussions at that age damages your brain yeah. and it fucks you up. Especially that not not only his first concussion, he had a concussion the year before from Keegan Colazar and had concussions the year like this was his what third concussion and under third documented years, concussion documented yeah. concussion yeah. in under two years as a professional hockey player yeah there were some questions about whether or not Bo was coming back and if he's coming back is it going to be this season or two seasons from now because yeah. you, it, you it, don't know with brain injuries you don't yeah. it's not a bone it's not bone and he I remember reading a couple articles he was in a dark place man like a place that like you wouldn't want any 21 year old to be in um, because he's supposed to be at the highest of highs right now. I mean, he he's a professional hockey player for one of the best teams in the league. And he was playing as one of the best players in on that team and something that he can't control. Uh, you can't control when your brain heals. I got, that's just, that's just what it is. And as more and more information comes out about concussions and the post concussion syndrome and the headaches and the blurred vision, like, it's a shitty life. It sounds like, man, like it, it, especially as a 21 year old, I just can't imagine being in that dark of a place for something that you really can't control. Cause both times he got the concussion fucking Keegan Colasar is doing a Lambo leap into his head 
Um, and Bo Horvath is just throwing his elbow back and right, just he's, hitting he's right doing on the chin. a full on spinning UFC elbow, yeah, like, just for no reason. Both both guys got away with those completely. Yep, I just never gonna get over that. Yeah, and completely interrupted what could have been a, an amazing season for Bo Bakram at the we way talk- he the way he was playing. Mo- Maurice Sider won we the call. Right on the same page. We were right on the same page. Sider won the caller. Byron plays 82 games. I don't know if he wins it, but he's definitely a finalist. Without a single doubt in my mind, Bo Byron's in that final three. Yeah. And I mean, I was watching the top 20 defensemen, and Maurice Sider got, I think, ranked number 11. That's hype. Like, that's because yeah. no, I mean, he won the Calder in hype. Yeah, he won the Calder. He... 11. Yeah. I know. I'm, 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 no, I'm not. I'm not talking to you. I'm yeah. just like, come on, NHL network. Yeah. But I, I don't think that's crazy at all. The way Pope Byron was playing, he could have led all rookie defensemen in scoring. I, yeah, I don't. I don't think that's an unreal thing to say. Um, you know what the, the scariest part is? Like we barely saw what Bo Byram could do last season. In the short bursts that we did early in the season and in the playoffs. We have barely scratched the surface oh, of yeah. what Bo Byram is, and the short sample sizes that we do have say this kid could be something very, very special. He could be. I I do think that if he plays the full 82 games and if what we just saw in the playoffs is what we'll see this year, I wouldn't be shocked if he's the second highest scoring defenseman on the team behind Kale McCarr. I don't even think it's even a question. Yeah. I, I think, don't think that's I think it's Makar, Byram, and everybody else. I wouldn't be surprised if that's how it is for the next 15 years. It could be. Uh, he, when he came back, like you said, he, he did come back for a couple games, got his, his head wasn't doing good. He was getting the headaches. He came back out. And then when he came back in April, I think both of us, and I'll probably be that way for a long time with him. Whenever he gets hit, you just think worst case scenario. Yeah, it's it's Whenever gonna be, it's gonna it's probably for the next five years. It's gonna yeah. be that way. But he rallies. He plays pretty much the last 12, 15 games of the regular season. He wasn't out of this world, but he also wasn't playing big minutes because he was trying to get his conditioning back um, and just get back into hockey playing shape. But then the playoffs come around, Griffin and. Uh, that man turned or that boy turned into a man very quickly in it's the very, playoffs. It's very fitting. We're doing this after the Gerard episode. Yeah. Cause after Gerard got hurt, Bo Byron was unleashed. He was not sheltered. He had to be. He had to be. And he was absolutely phenomenal from game three of the St. Louis series on. Like, can you think of a game where he was bad in, in those final two rounds, no. two and a half rounds? I, I straight up just can't. And we, we both said it at the time after Gerard got hurt is now we can see what Bo Byram is because now he's going to be relied on. He's not going to be sheltered anymore. Let's be like towards the end of the regular season, he comes back and against Nashville. He was sheltered playing yeah. sheltered minutes on the third pair with Eric Johnson, because this is his first playoff run because they bafflingly did not play him in last playoff against Vegas for whatever reason. Patrick, Patrick Nemeth, was bro. so important that he <laughs> just had to play at all times over Bo Byram. Still don't get that, but we want to Stanley Cup next yeah, year. So I don't care. But ever since Gerard got hurt, Bo Byram had to grow up in the NHL very quickly. And I love looking at his time on ice per game because you can physically start to see when Jared Bednar realizes 
just how much he can trust Bo Byram in these yeah. big, in these big instances. Because in in the St. Louis series, even after Gerard got hurt, you know, game two he played 13 minutes. Gerard gets hurt, he plays 17. It's not like he took a big jump in game four. He played 15 minutes, then 18. Game six, he plays 19. Game one against Edmonton, he plays 20. Game two against Edmonton, he plays 21. Game three, he plays 19. But only played one less shift. Game four, 21. Then you get to the Tampa series, 22. Against Tampa. Again, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. 22 minutes, 22 minutes, 19 minutes, 28 minutes in the overtime game in game four, 21 minutes in game five. This stat right here is the single most impressive thing that Bo Byram did all season. 25 minutes in the Stanley Cup clinching game, the most even strength time on ice of anybody on both teams. 21, just turned 21 years old in that game and was a superstar in that game. All of the pressure in the world. Stanley Cup in the building. You just lost the last game. Now you're on the road. It is a one-goal game. You're up by one for more than half of the game. That Lekkinen goal came with 12 minutes left in the second. They're defending that lead the entire time, and they're trusting Byram with it, and he flourished. He was amazing. He was that unreal is not something in that you learn. In, the, in that Tampa Bay series, he was up there with Kale McCarr as most important defenseman. Yeah, like there, there could be a feasible situation where Bo Byram doesn't do something more impressive than that in his entire career, where he gets trusted with that against Tampa at yeah. such a young age and shuts them down. That like, you, you, you can't learn how to handle something like that. That is just, he's got that dog in him where he can, <laughs> he can handle anything. He does not blink. He does not feel pressure. He is not a mortal man. To be able to stare down Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, Victor Hedman, and all the pissed off players on Tampa who are fighting for their lives and not even blink, that is special. He he was. I mean, and he was genuinely robbed a couple times in the Tampa Bay. He could have had like three was, or four goals. He was so close. It, it was to the point where I convinced myself that he was going to score the winning goal. Like the Stanley He almost goal. did in game four. And he almost did. He was so close. He hit the crossbar. But once Bo Byram starts scoring, it's over for everybody in the NHL. Yeah, because if, if there's one thing you can critique him for, his shot is not the most accurate. It's even, kind of even then. Even then. He got robbed. He hit posts. He could have had four goals in the playoffs. Yeah. He could have he had really four goals in the final. He was yeah. amazing. Against Edmonton, he was amazing. He got robbed by Mike Smith in game four of that. I season. forgot about that. Yeah. That's right. Like he was unbelievable. I, I can't we're physically going to have to restrain ourselves in this episode. I can talk about Bo Byron for hours. I love this guy so so much especially after his playoff run i i cannot understate just how important he was you lose gerard a top four defenseman you plug in a 20 year old about to turn 21 and he not only manages he thrives in that role against the oilers mcdavid and drysidle against the defending two-time champs and is instrumental in winning a stanley cup and only now hopefully you're getting a full season out of him for the first time. 
Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. College football is back. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. To celebrate one of the best times of year right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly win or lose. If that's not enough action, you can place a same-game parlay for a shot at an even bigger payout. All you got to do is combine multiple bets into one, like which team will get the win, which team will score first, and all that. You probably know how parlays work by now. I don't need to tell you. But best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $5 on college football, and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for terms and resources. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. I can't wait for it, dude. I, I mean, I had to take an actual deep breath. Yeah, no, no, you're good. Breath. You're good. Um, because I, I really do think that Bo Byram next season, if he stays healthy, he could be pushing into. Oh, geez, I'm gonna get some flack for saying. I think he could push into top 15 defenseman range. I don't I really think, do. I don't think that's nuts at all. After what he did in the playoffs and what he's shown he can handle at the NHL level and how much drive he has, how much talent he has, it's all there with Bo. If it all comes together, if most if Maurice Sider can win one Calder and be 11th, Bo Byram can absolutely break into that conversation. He has all of the talent to do so. He does. And he does have that little bit of snarl in him too. He's not oh, afraid he's to get nasty. He's, he's not nasty. afraid to get mixed up in the in the mix of the fights and the scrums. Like he's just not afraid. It was was Um, a game against Florida or Tampa. It was Tampa. I remember I was just about to talk about that because it was both. It was both actually. Cause I remember it was either, it was Hornquist or Lomberg on Florida. And I I don't know if it was this one. It might've been the Tampa one where someone's like coming at him. It's like a big tough guy and is trying to scare him. And Bo just stares him down. Was it Radko Gudis? It might have been Radko Gudis. I, I clearly don't know who it was because I just named three players <laughs> it could have been. But it was one of like the big tough guys on Florida trying to scare the rookie. And Byram just is looking at him and smiles and just stares him in the eye. Doesn't even blink. You ever see that gif of like uh, Braden Holpe against Boston in 2012 where one of them yep. like swings a stick at him and he doesn't move? Like it was basically that. Byram looked at like one of like the the toughest guys in the NHL and laughed in his face. He's 20. Yeah. Like he, he really could be like the number two behind Kale McCarr next year. Like, and we, I know we did a whole episode uh, by the time this comes out last week about Devon Taves being the best second pair, like the second best defenseman on this team. If Bo Byram can stay healthy, this is not against Devon Taves at all, but Bo Byram's ceiling is significantly higher than Devon Taves. Bo Byram's ceiling could be like 80% of Kale McCarr. Do you under, I don't think people understand how unfair it is that we have Bo Byram. Yeah. That we already have Kale McCarr. And now we have Bo Byram, 
who's not going to be Kale McCarr because Kale McCarr is a generational, potentially 100-point defenseman we haven't seen since Brian fucking Leach. Potentially be the greatest defenseman of all time. Right, potential to literally be one of, if not the greatest defenseman of all time. The fact that we now have Byram, who in my completely unbiased, clearly unbiased as I have been acting like I'm high on sugar this entire episode just because I finally get to rant about how good Bo Byram is, could be one of the best defensemen in the NHL. I mean, the guy went head-to-head with Victor Hedman, and you dig into his microstats, his analytics, even just his game logs, however you want to look at it, went toe-to-toe with Victor Hedman. That's unbelievable. He was 21, just turned 21. Victor Hedman is a decade older than him and did all of his shit, won his Norrises and Stanley Cups, and Byram is performing just as well. Yeah, he's he's right up there with him. I... I really do think that 65 points for a healthy Bo Byram next year is not out of the question. I don't think we're there yet. I I don't know, man. I really, if he can get some of those shots to actually go in the net and actually score a little bit more, 60, 65 points is not out of the question for him. It's definitely not out of the question. I think in maybe two, three years, that's definitely what we should expect out of Byram. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I just, I'm so high on this kid. And it's just so funny to me how you look back on it. How were, because it was, he was in the draft with Jack Hughes, right? It was Jack Hughes, Capo Caco, and then Kirby Doc, right? Yes. And we had the fourth overall pick from Ottawa. So we had the fourth overall pick from Ottawa, and we ended up with the second best player out of that draft so far. <laughs> like, pretty much. We have just the best luck with the fourth overall pick. That's just yeah. where we're at. It's a shame we can't keep getting it. Yeah, we're too good for it. So, I mean, like... Well, Mo Sider did win the Calder. He was the sixth overall pick. And there's Trevor Zegris at ninth. And there's... a pretty good draft. Full Caulfield. Pretty decent draft looking back at it now, but... But, like, that's the thing, man, is it's... I I will never know how... I mean, I know how, because Chicago's just a poorly run organization. How you take Kirby Doc over a Bo Byram. Um, I don't get that. I remember when that At the time, that was bad. Yeah. It's it's gotten even worse because I remember in like all mock drafts they were going to take Byram. Byram take was the guy behind Kako and Hughes. Like it was absolutely like Bo Byram. You you got to take this guy. Yeah, he was the best defenseman in on. I mean on paper. I mean I like Maurice Sider. Um, I'm interested to see what he does next year, but I do think Bo Byram has potential to be better than Maurice Sider. I agree. I mean I I think it's going to be an interesting debate for the rest of their careers. Because Byram has all the talent. He just he hasn't had the opportunity yet. Cider had a full season last year on a terrible Detroit team. Did not I'm totally tri- tripping here. What am I even trying to say? Cider had the opportunity on a terrible Detroit team to take over as the number one guy and have everything be run through him. Byram has had to scratch and claw his way to even like have his brain functioning in order to get into the lineup at all. And the things that he's done already are special, not just in point totals, but how he's been able to take over games at such a young age against stars of the league is special. I mean, it is. It's it's really, like, I don't know. I, I think their careers are going to be intertwined with him and him and Cider. I honestly think Bo's had, not just because of the injuries, but with how good the abs are, he had to fight his way to get these playing. Like, he's not, like, 
Maurice Sider doesn't really have to fight for minutes on Detroit because Detroit was bad last year. I mean, Sam, uh, not Sam Gerard, Bo Byron's having to fight with the best defense in the league to get playing time. Right. Exactly. And he's earning it. And now we're ha- already having the conversation of could he break past Devon Tays and be number two next year? And that's, I think if we're going for like crazy, like season predictions, I think that's going to be one of them when we do like our crazy season predictions. Um, See, I think it could happen, but I think they're not going to play him with Makar. I think they're going to keep him with either EJ or Manson and just have that disgusting two-headed monster of, oh, great, Makar just got off the ice. Now oh, here's yeah. Mo Byram. I, I actually don't really like Makar and Byram playing together too much. Um, it's also hilarious to have that in your yeah, back pocket. It is. I mean, it's, it, it really is. Um, but he, I, I look at a guy like, like Chris Letang, I think that's a good um, comparison for Bo Byram. I think that's what his career could end up being like. And we'll look back on it in like 10, 15 years, wondering how the fuck did the abs have Kale McCarr and then Bo Byram. And then for a while, Devon Taves all on one team. Um, So shout out to Ottawa for trading for Matt Duchesne, because we are still reaping the benefits of that trade. Yeah. And then they used, they kept the fourth overall pick from the year before. So they still could have drafted Byram even after yep. the Matt Duchesne trade, but they went out of their way to give him to us. And Ottawa, we we really do appreciate yeah. it. Thank we you appreciate so it. much. That kind of makes me wonder though, because they, Ottawa kept that pick. Didn't they end up taking Kachuk that year? I think so. Yeah. What, was it, what, what pick was that? Fourth or fifth? That was the fourth overall pick again. No, I don't remember. But it would have been interesting if the Avs would have gotten that one and ended up with Kachuk. That would have been it was fourth. Yeah. That would have been an interesting player on this Avs team. But I'm okay with Bo Byram. I don't know about you. Um, I'm I'm pretty I think from my (laughs) comments so far, I'm okay with Bo Byram. Yeah. He's he's truly I I just hope he can stay healthy because that is the only thing that can slow this guy down is health. Yeah, Um, is just getting hit in the head. And again, I'm gonna go on my injury prone rant concussions least of all more than any other injury are not an injury prone thing you are not prone to concussions those are traumatic brain injuries that come from your brain rattling inside of your skull you cannot have like a thick brain that doesn't get hurt when guys get concussions that is out of their control if i see someone saying that bo byram is injury prone because he's had concussions i'm going to explode (laughs) <laughs> I just want to get that out of the way. Oh, it'll happen at some point this year. Someone on Twitter will say it, but let's uh, let's go to the predictions for next year. What what are you thinking? What are you thinking for next year for him? There, there is so much potential with Bo Byram next season. It's hard to pin down a prediction because he can do so much. He finished in 30 games last year. He had five goals and 17 points in the playoffs in 20 games. He had nine assists, nine points. It's tough to really nail down a prediction. I I think he's going to hit 50 points. I'm going to say he at least approaches double-digit goals. I'm going to say he gets 10 goals. Next okay. Season. And I'm going to say he gets – is 40 assists too much? I feel like I might be asking too much. Well, you're going to ask me, and I think he's going to get like 55, close to 60 points. So Okay. <laughs> I'm going I'm to say 50 points, and he goes 10-40. I, I think that's very fair. You're probably a lot more realistic than I am, but I'm going for like, hopefully I get something crazy and it's right. Um, I, I do think he can hit that 55, 60 point mark. I, I think he can too. It's just, it's so, cause we've seen so little 
of yeah. both so far. I mean, how many games has he even played in the NHL? He's played 69 games. Nice in the NHL <laughs> and can include regular season and playoffs included. He hasn't played a full season combined in the NHL. He could have 65 points next yeah, year. He, he could. could also playing third pair minutes with the abs have 40. Yeah. And that could also still be really good. Yeah, it could still be really good. So, I mean, I'll go out on a limb. I think he gets 55. I think he gets 13 to 15 goals. Um, I do think they're going to give that second power play unit minutes to Gerard at first. But I don't think he's going to have it for long. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if and not to- just, and it's not Gerard's fault. Like, I just think that we're going to see so much from Bo Byram yeah. this season and putting him on the second power play might just be a no brainer. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so, I mean, that, that's a, that, that D pair on the power play is pretty solid with Devontae and Bo Byram. Again, um, it's so unfair that we have Kale McCarr and have him locked up on $9 million for five more seasons. We get one more year of Bo on his entry level contract and he's currently 21. Yeah. And we, we can have him until his career is done, however long that is. That's well, not fair. What do you think his contract is? When It when depends on this season. We we have not seen enough from Bo to reasonably predict a contract. Because <laughs> if he has a breakout season of like what you're saying, like 60 plus points and the number two defenseman, you give him the eight years. You don't fuck around with that. Yeah. You give him the eight and you secure the long-term stability of this team. If like... Well, I'm saying 45 points and he's still growing. He's clearly got some more stuff to learn. You give him a two and you give him 4 million bucks. Some, yeah. Somewhere in that at three and a half, four million bucks, you bridge him for a little bit and you buy this course some more time. I think that's more than likely what they'll do. Is Probably is. Bridge deal. Um, unless he has that massive breakout season and is clearly going to get better and better and better. And Could you when- imagine if they signed him to like a Gerard type deal? <laughs> there's simply no way we could do that if, It'd be if, cool we if, did, I, if we get Bo Byram for cheap long term I will fly to Colorado and we will throw a party that is yeah. a, that's not a joke that is a promise I will buy a plane ticket and me and you will host a party somewhere this is this is real and that will happen if that contract gets signed I, I really do think because it's going to be interesting. I do think he more than likely signs them some bridge deals um, just because you need to have that flexibility. But by the time Bo Byram's 25, he could have like three Stanley cups and like uh, he could go sign somewhere else and make a lot of fucking money yeah, um, or sign here and make a lot yeah, of money, preferably, preferably. But I, I do think they'll go more the bridge, but I, I think if you can get him under 5 million, you're happy. Oh my God. Especially on a contract longer than two years. Absolutely. You signed him to like a lecky type deal. <laughs> Could you imagine? But I think both Bo- are like, that's going to be a fascinating thing to talk about yeah. next season and the next off season. What does that contract look like? Cause it might not look like a contract we've ever seen. Yeah. Byram has not had a typical career. It's going to be a projection contract more than anything. Yeah. Um, like, like I'm trying to think of like defensemen who signed like bridge contracts. Like, can you even think of one? I wanted to say Shabbat, but not Shabbat. Yeah, Shabbat, I think, got big money. I'll find yeah, Shabbat really quick. He but, got like uh, $9 million, I think. I think he got 8 by 9 Yeah, Shabbat, he just immediately got an 8 by 8 contract yeah. right off the bat. 
did like Wierenski get a bridge? No, he got he signed his, right away. I thought he had a bridge before he signed his big contract because he's 25, isn't he? What about Seth Jones? Did okay, Wierenski got a five times three. Okay. And he's That's currently <laughs> Wierenski right now is currently on the 9.5 for six yeah. years, which is bad. I actually like Wierenski. I think he's I, I think he's great. I think nine and a half for him for six years, more than Kale McCart, ridiculous. Yeah. But, but I mean you look at it like Mikhail Sergachev got what eight point five this offseason. I was looking at that today. Yeah. Sergachev yeah. is gonna make eight and a half for eight years, and you can argue Byram is better than him now. Yeah. So if we can get Bo Byram under five million, if he has this type of year that we're expecting him to, we'll be we'll be cheering. I've we'll seen some people loud. talking about like, oh, we're not going to be able to afford Bo Byram on his next contracts. So we got to enjoy him while he's here. That's not how this works. No. You make room for Bo Byram. Bo, yeah. You do not make room with Bo Byram. You create room to keep a player yes. like Bo Byram. So do not worry. I'd worry about other guys on the team. I would not worry about Bo. Oh, plus, he's, he's a restricted free agent for what, the next like three years? After right, but, but people think he's going to demand a ton of money and we're going to trade him. The Abs have all the leverage in this situation. The, the the caliber of player you would have to receive for me to be okay with a Bo Byram trade would have to be probably top 10 player in the NHL. I'd agree. And not on a one-year deal, like a multi-year contract. Like you, you are getting Leon Dreisaitl in return. Yeah, that'd be sick. I'd trade him for Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> but that's why that's what I mean. Yeah. Like this, like you have to get him for a player who will, without question, score 100 points. Yes. And so, only then would I ever be okay with trading Bo Byron. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Avs fans are taking a deep breath. Like, we have all the control in the situation. I, think I need to take a friggin' deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been all over the place this episode. Yeah. No, no, you're good. But we have all the control. I, the Avs have all the control. They'll find a way to make it work. Salary cap's going up. Um, and we'll be good. But this is going to be an interesting one. What, what, what do you grade Bo at for this year? It's hard to give him a grade because he played great early in the season. We just had the conversation early in the episode that he was potentially the Avs best player before he got hurt. Then he plays three games at a time pretty much, can't get any rhythm because he is just get he had a concussion and was in a bad place, comes back in the regular season with about 10 games left, plays sheltered minutes. And then he finally gets in a rhythm, gets a big role and plays nearly perfectly. Yeah. Like, does that not scream a a plus? But when he doesn't play for 70, 80 percent of the season, you just can't give that to him. See, I just so, I mean, I almost I almost don't want to give him a grade at all because there's just he hasn't even played 82 games in his career yet. Yeah, I think for me, he is I take more what he did in the playoffs as his grade um, than the regular season. So, in the Stanley Cup final, A plus. Yeah, I, I, I think A is fair for him. I do like I, I just all the situations, all the stuff he had to overcome. It's it just think, doesn't feel fair giving him a grade because he can't give an A plus. He didn't play eighty percent of the season, yeah. but when he did play and had his rhythm, what else could he have done? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think if we're just taking into account the games he played, I think it's an A, man. I really do. I, I, th- I think if I'm a teacher looking at the the assignment put in front of me, turned in by Bo Byram, I'd say make up this test on another day. I see that side too. Yeah, I, I do. But just for the 
just for the sake of just, conversation just, on here. I, it seems I think like unfair circumstances. Yeah, I think A is fair for him. I really I think do. It would, if you if you are putting a gun to my head, I'd say A. Yeah, I think that's fair. So but I just don't think it's fair to give him a grade this season. That's fair. I mean, that's I, I respect your decision, but I'm going to disagree with you. Yeah. If, we, <laughs> if I have to put a grade down on a paper, I'd give him an A because I don't know what else he could have done. Yeah, I agree. So, um, Bo Byram slated to have a huge year. Griffin will possibly die over cheering for him as much as he will next year. Um, probably, like I said in the last episode, he's he's one of my top two players I'm cheering for the most next year. And I'm not cheering for – because the success with Bo Byram will come regardless. Um, I'm more just cheering that he can finally – play a full 82 games because he's one of those guys on the abs who the regular season is still kind of important to him. Yeah. He's got a lot to prove in the regular yeah. season. So he could be slated to have a huge year. Like guys like Kale McCarr, Gabe Landeskog, McKinnon, Miko, they've done all they can in the regular season. They, they don't really care. Like, McCarr can win the Norris sleeping. Yeah. Like he could, he probably will. Um, I think Bo Byram has a lot to prove this regular season that he can one stay healthy and play those big minutes. Um, so I think he's he's potential to be one of the Avs MVPs next year. I really do. I really think I, that. And believe it or not, I completely agree. <laughs> so, but I got nothing else for Bo because we could keep talking for another thirty minutes. About we're him. we're at about thirty four with this yeah. one already. I I could talk about Byram for hours. But for the sake of our sleep schedules and also making sure we can continue to produce content for this little series we're doing and to not waste our audience's time, yep. I think we're good for this yes. one now. I'll have plenty of opportunities over the next season to talk about just how much I love Bo Byram. But yep. that is going to do it for us on this edition of the Tell It Abs podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the All Hail Kale shirts on denvernosebleeds.com. You can check those out. Best way to support the show. Plus, it's just a damn cool shirt, I got to say. We have we did a really good job on that design. I have to say, that shirt looks awesome. Yes, and- it does. And I, I can't wait to get my hands on them. They were ordered, um, and they should be here soon. So to everyone who's bought one, thank you. They will be shipped out in the next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, it turned out great. I, I can't wait for them. Yeah, I love them. So get yours while supplies last. Use promo code TELEDABS. It is on SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. And we will be back in a couple of days talking about the longest tenured AV, Eric Johnson. That's going to be an interesting one. That is going to be an interesting one because we're going to have to have some pretty honest conversations about Eric Johnson and his future and also the great things that he did this season. Yeah, because, yeah, we'll talk about it on that one. We, yeah, we, we'll, we have a lot to talk about now. It's going to be a fun one. We'll, say, we'll save all that for then. But again, we'll talk about EJ next time. We'll catch you all next time. That's going to do it for us. But until then, let's go, Abs.